we're back at the ranch. Okay, so hello from the ranch. You just have me, Jesse, here today because my husband, Chad, who usually sits next to me way past bedtime, is working. Um, we are working so we can go on vacation, and I'm sitting outside watching the snowfall again, and it's supposed to keep falling, and we are headed up to Canada. Uh, we're going to Canada by way of Mexico. We're trying to get to Mexico, okay? And no one needs to go to Mexico more than everybody who lives in North Dakota this winter. It has been 14 months, and the roads have been terrible. Last weekend, I went across the state to um, for a singing gig uh, in a barn and a farmstead in a beautiful barn, an event space, in the middle of the North Dakota prairie. And... Uh, the roads are terrible, and I brought the family along because I thought, well, we're going on vacation. The kids maybe would want to go swim in a hotel pool because what's better than swimming in a hotel pool uh, for kids? And Rosie's been asking to go to Florida like every day. So Chad brought the kids to meet me across the state, and we indeed swam in the hotel pool and met up with friends and went to a play. And then on our way to try to get back home, we came, we went to Fargo in a blizzard, and we came home in a blizzard and got stranded uh, halfway between there and home. So another night in a hotel, which isn't usually as much fun when you are planning on being home. So we are trying to pack it all in um, and get our life together. But I just wanted to pop on here and, and let you know that we'll be on vacation and share this week's column with you all. Um, it's one that I kind of resurrected from a memory. It's called The Dangerous Life of a Handyman's Wife. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much um, sheetrock dust there is in my house and in my life and in my lungs and in our air vent and in just, I think sheetrock dust is like Chad's love language, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about this before, um, about me marrying a man who is um, who is a contractor, who is a handyman, who knows how to fix things, and I love him for it. And in fact, I take full advantage of it whenever I can. Last week, um, we we're trying to hang a gallery, do some uh, a new gallery in the, my new office space where we're creating an art space. And I took him away from his day job, which is also being a handyman and a contractor, to come and help me hang rail, a rail system in that space. And so I sometimes just take for granted that not everybody has someone they can call to do these big projects with them. I mean, that was not a little project, but he takes it in stride and with such good nature and he does such a great job and I just stand there and hand him things. <laughs> and that's what we've been doing this last week, trying to finish the rock on the new fireplace for our addition. I stand there and I hand him things. <laughs> <laughs> and I offer my opinion and um, sometimes make sure that, uh, well, it gets boring, which I think I've said <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and anyone who's had to help their dad growing up, like it just uh, like hand things to them, it triggers memories of me just like standing there handing screws or handing fencing staples to dad and like having nothing else to do but just 
stare at things. Rosie came and helped as well with some of the mortar that we were putting on the fireplace. And pretty soon she was had a big old pile and was pretending she was making tacos. So I understand Rosie. I think she's going to be the one that's going to be his assistant potentially. Um, and then maybe I'll get off the hook. <laughs> But uh, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I'm really excited about our new addition. More excited, though, about the vacation uh, that we have in front of us. Hopefully we can get uh, brave the weather. It's supposed to get uh, stormy. And um, like per usual here in March, we don't have baby calves coming yet. That happens at the end of April and the beginning of May. So we need to take advantage of this time before we get really busy and, and before the really busy spring season. Spring, and I say that in quotations because we'll likely have more bad weather, comes down our way. Um, so the kids have the time off too. My uh, in-laws are coming to spend that time with them. They have a week off of school and we're just gonna go try to get warm and then come back and really hit hit it hard and get all the, th we'll get all the things done. We've said we were gonna get done for the last five years. I just know it. All we need to do is get some sun, okay? <laughs> so anyway, this week's column I reflected on when we were first, um, building this house. Now this house came by way of Minnesota and it was just a shell of a house. So we decided, we opted out of the prefab home with a loft and, and they wouldn't finish the loft for us, but we, we decided we were going to do everything. So we had a countertop and cabinets and some sheetrock on the outer walls, but no doors, no floors, no loft space, no basement, everything else we did. It was essentially a shell of a house. And since then, we've just added on and and just maneuvered things around and changed things and tinkered. And, and it's just been in a constant state of construction. And I... Um, and it's partly my fault because I keep having new ideas of how we could make it better. And then I just like let Chad loose on it. And um, then I, yeah, here and compl complain about it. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's pretty awesome that he's capable of doing these things are himself. And it's pretty incredible. Um, but when we were first working on the house, we decided to put cedar ceiling on cedar on all the walls and the, the ceiling, which is 20 feet in the air. Now I'm afraid of heights. Like deathly I just hate them it's not like I mean I did jump out of a I did jump out of an airplane but I think I've explained myself there like I knew that if anything went wrong in the airplane I was gonna just die <laughs> but I would never like bungee jump or you know the idea of being maimed and dismembered just flashes before your eyes when you're afraid of heights it just it's a physical reaction it sounds silly but anyone who has a fear of heights understands where I'm coming from like you physically want are shaking when you're up high like we did the ferris wheel and shields with the girls and i went with chad was on the ground and they they stopped the ferris wheel up on the very top and i knew i couldn't fall out and still i felt like i was gonna throw up or like was shaky and would could do nothing but visualize what it would be like if i fell out of that ferris wheel what is wrong with me so why did i decide i needed to have big lofted ceilings i don't understand also when i have to clean the windows why? I have to be on a ladder. Not smart. So this memory that I was recalling, um, probably, you know, just kind of reminiscing on how long we've been working on this project, was from when my dad, who is also a very, very afraid of heights, um, I guess that's genetic, I don't know, had to come and help Chad and I hang the big beam that goes across a 20-foot ceiling. And now, just imagine this, and I lay it out sort of in the column, but Chad 
you know, ever the handyman can't buy scaffolding. He made his own scaffolding that came off of like the partial um, upstairs, the partial, the loft, so that he could walk across, you know, and, and reach the ceiling. So on homemade wobbly scaf scaffolding, he has another like 10 foot ladder. And then he employs us, the two people who are afraid of heights in his life, to like basically hold the beam for him while he leans back and uses the nail gun to nail it up on the 20 foot ceiling. So he's hovering over across this scaffolding and into the abyss that is now our living room and it was a nightmare for my dad and I like an absolute nightmare <laughs> and so that's what I recount in the column it maybe wasn't was probably as harrowing of a memory as when he hung our chandelier and he was on the tippy tippy top of the 20 foot ladder just kind of yeah that came next after this setting the beam then we set the chandelier and he set his 20 foot ladder just barely teetering on that beam for for stability and my dad and I were just standing there looking up at him and both of us visualizing his sure death and Chad is unshaketh unshakable unflappable no fear he will jump off of anything dangle from anything I don't know the confidence that man has I don't even I, I can't even fathom so enjoy this week's column I hope you all have a getaway planned. I hope you are in a warm, cuddly space as the snow falls and springs around the corner. Um, yeah, stay handy. I'll talk to you when we get back from the vacation. Bye, love you, bye. I am the wife of a handyman. Because of him, we live by the mantra, if you want something done and still want to be able to afford to buy Cheerios, we do it ourselves. I came to terms with this concept early in our marriage when we were young and naive and took on the complete strip down of a shag carpet, hot tub in the living room remodel that brought a 1974 Brady Bunch house up to the times of hardwood flooring and no hot tubs in the living room. 7,000 hours of staining and varnishing and stripping and sheetrocking, a few dozen arguments and one head stuck in the ladder later, I began to fully understand what it truly meant. Wife of a handyman equals this is your life forever and ever. Amen. Fast forward 12 years and here we are proving that I was right. We're still working on our house because just when it starts looking like it's going to be finished, I come up with an idea for an addition or a remodel. I guess that's what happens when your tool belt wearing man can make anything happen. You start to feel empowered with your vision. Anyway, lately he's been empowering me by requesting I help him put rocks on the new fireplace in our new living room. To which I say, it could be worse. I could be trembling on an 8-foot ladder on top of a 10-foot homemade scaffolding with my arms above my head because we decided that 20-foot ceilings were a good idea without considering that one of us is deathly afraid of heights. Plummeting to a bone-crushing, bloody, mangled death is what I pictured every time I walked across that homemade scaffolding, boards creaking in my attempt to bring a nail gun to my dearly beloved who thought positioning his ladder on the tippy-toe edge of the ledge, standing at the very top rung and then leaning out into the abyss of death that is now our living room was an acceptable risk to take in the name of home building. The urge to scream, screw the boards, save yourselves, and run to lay on solid ground as a hereditary condition spawned from my prairie-dwelling ancestors who passed up the terrifying mountains to come live in houses with one floor, low ceilings, and basements. 
My dad has the condition too, and so that's why this memory of recruiting him to help install a wooden beam on our tall ceiling is etched into my brain. I suggested calling the National Guard, but he just told me to go get my dad. And the task I approached my dad with was one straight out of his nightmares. Stand on this tall ladder on this shaky scaffolding and hold this 15-foot beam up to the top of the 20-foot ceiling while my husband climbs and dangles and runs and jumps and backflips with nail gun in hand to get the thing to hold. My job? Same thing, only with trembling, holding my breath, and throwing up a bit of my morning eggs. And so there we stood, my dad and I, conjuring up worst-case scenarios as Ninja Bob Vila went from one near-death position to the next. Dad told me not to watch as my husband stretched his ladder across the stairway and stood with nothing but a thin board between him and a 15-foot fall. So I didn't watch, and neither did Dad. I remember us working hard to hold it together, the two of us only hollering, be careful up there and don't fall, like 55 times during the course of 15 minutes. But just as we thought we were out of the woods, everybody's head intact, my husband climbed down from the ladder, put his hands on his hips, and said, looks good. Yes, it does. Good work, shrieked Dad and I. I just need to nail one more spot, my husband said, scratching his head. I wonder how the hell I'm going to get to it. We followed his eyes to where they rested on a piece of the beam that towered past the edge of the scaffolding, too high for a regular ladder, unreachable, unless you had wings. Dad used our best material to try to convince my husband that a nail in that particular location was not necessary. We suggested putting more nails in other places to make up for it. But my husband wouldn't have it, and before we knew it, he had his ladder on the ledge of the scaffolding, his feet on the top rung, his back bent at a 90-degree angle out over the staircase with a nail gun in his hand, reaching for the ceiling. And that's where we both lost it. I whimpered and squeezed back tears as I white-knuckled the ladder. And while I was saying 50 prayers to Jesus, Dad threw down his tools and grabbed onto his son-in-law's belt buckle as my husband leaned further back over the abyss. Son, if you fall, it would be sure death, my dad declared. And if either of you tell anyone I grabbed your belt, I'll kill you both. So there's that story. Now if you need me, I'll be hiding from both my husband and my dad. Work, girl, show me your muscles Work, girl, pull back your hair Work, girl, the day is long Work ain't going nowhere Picking rocks and raising babies Pennies, heads up on the street Bloody boots and no complaining Gotta keep shoes on their feet You might be born to be a sinner Might be born to be a saint Might be born I'm born with money in the bank So work girl, show me your muscles Work girl, pull back your hair Work girl, the day is long Work ain't going nowhere When I fall, I get back up Taught myself to drive this truck Rains and shines on all this dirt Pull on your pants, girl, get to work to wait for the day Someone show us what's right Car is broke, oh girl You fix it, can't fix it Go get your bike Trees need trimming Get the chainsaw Gardens planted, horses fed Monday comes, you button up Girl, nine to five And five till bed And work, girl Don't wait for no man Work, 
listening to this week's stories from the ranch if you want more content you can follow me on instagram at jesse veter or facebook at veter ranch if you want more information about my music you want to download it or hear more you can find that at jessevetermusic.com or anywhere where you listen to music thanks for listening we'll see you next week